It's the Morning DNA. I'm Aaron Dice, the man of a single black shirt. She is Danae Hughes, the woman of a million distractions, and we are here to find out what today, February 13th. Yes, exactly. I just realized my, my, I'm like, like, where does my, where does my chair go? <laughs> Danae is already. Am I, am I tall? Am I taller than tall. Aaron today? Am I well, shorter than Aaron? Uh, Depends on. Are you, oh, you going to sit up? Don't sit up, Aaron. Uh, I just seem taller because I now have uh, two inches of hair floof uh, at the top. So You know, you really do have to consider that when you're looking at like when you broadcast and, and where you are in the frame. Mm -hmm. Now that you yes. have. I mean, it's really getting up there. It's nice. It's, it's nice. It's a dome. I, I went to uh, my stylist this past week, and they were like, oh, now we're getting somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> like, All right. Glad you're having a good time. Uh, that's amazing. I don't I don't know how I would feel about, like, what does that mean? Like, if they're, if, I guess if they're excited, then you get to continue to be the palette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hair palette. Which the, is what the, I've the, always told her. Like, you know, you're it. the artist. I'm, I'm the canvas, so... You know, you tell me. I have wanted very badly to go in and say, like, okay, canvas me, do something. But then it's the maintenance after that. Right. And if they put any color in my hair, then it's just like, I'm looking at, you know, $100 a visit or something mm -hmm. crazy like yeah. that. So, yeah. No, thank you. No, not. And that's that's also the the one of those things. Like if if she were like, hey, let's let's dye your hair. Let's get it back to like, you know, uh, the you know, kind of the black, you know, or dark brown of when you were younger. The I'd black be like, of your shirt. I'd be like, no, I'd be like, no, no I like my grays. No. Like, let them I've grow. These stripes. These that's are right. Stripes. Bring them on. Uh, so there are things I would say no to, but as far as like length and cut and that kind of thing, I'm willing to experiment. If I don't like it, I'll tell her I don't like it. But so far, I'm learning how to, you know, use a hair dryer and uh, put it where I want it in the morning. So, yeah, it's working go. all right. All right. OK, well, we're going to get you one of those like flat irons next so you can begin to <laughs> shape flat it. Flat iron. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do all okay. these things that all the right. cool people do with their cool hair. The stage right now she's she's talking about is uh, like blending the sides. So she says like the next couple months will be transitioning the sides to uh, something. So I, I'm excited transitioning to see. the sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I haven't had this much conversation about shaping anything since talking <laughs> to a landscaper about the bushes in my front uh -huh. yard. Yes. Like, they're like, you know, we have to think long term. So we're going to let yes. this part do this and then we're going to let this right. part do that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, good morning, everybody. Uh, those of you who are joining in the live chat and, of course, those of podcasting later, it's nice to hang out with you guys. Uh, Josh Zero and Lolly and Slab and Baby Slab, not feeling well today. Hope you feel better. Castriff and Lucas and all of the others who I'm sure will be hanging out with us on various platforms. Thanks guys so much for joining us on this Monday. We're back. Love, we did it. We did it. We did two. We've done two in a row. We're on a, we're on a roll. <laughs> I love the fact that we, uh, we start off with uh, hairstylist updates as opposed to this beautiful the baby girl uh, who's not guys, showing why. Oh, look, there she is. Oh, look, Aaron's a grandpa. So yes. That is uh, the child he, of my child. He has earned his stripes on his head because one of them is now that he is a grandfather. <laughs> and that's his little grand baby. Yeah. Yeah, she's yes. adorable. I liked so. we were texting over the weekend and 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 hearing about like new parenting and the the lack of sleep, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how your your guys are you know, joining in on the as helping raise. I remember my parents coming over to the house quite a bit. We lived mm -hmm. 35, 40 miles from them when mm -hmm. we had Iris. And so yeah. they like really had to make a trek to come out. But we lucked out, I, I feel, because Iris just was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sleep for like 10 hours. So <laughs> yeah, you had one of those babies. I did. We had one, one of those. Of... Our second was like that. But the others yeah. all had a little more effort to them. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. Yes, congratulations to you and your family and the Thank new you. parents. Thank you. Uh, people always ask grandparents, "What do you? What are they going to call you? What What are they going to call you?" And 
My dad always wanted to be called Grandfather, which I always thought was fun. Grandfather. Um, so that one's taken, but I'm kind of down to either GPD um, or... Yeah, you know me. Yes, exactly. Uh, or uh, the uh, Dice Father. Uh, or Yeah, something like that. And so like um, the Godfather, it's the Dice mm -hmm. Father? The Dice Father. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. But it was either those or Progenitor General. Um, so, you know, I, I think that might be a little bit too much, but, uh, yeah. You could just wait to see what the child calls you and then go with what the child calls you. <laughs> no, because then it ends up just being, and it's like, no, no, you're going to learn to speak. You're going to learn to enunciate. We are going to have civilized conversations by the time you are 18 months old. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, so with Iris, she called my dad Bobo just straight away mm -hmm. and so that became his name babo yeah but then my mom she kept waiting for something unique to pop out uh -huh. and like it never did so then she switched it she she mentioned call me bommy so we just started calling her bommy which is what yeah. she called her grandmother yeah so that's kind of how that started um i think my mom might remember that differently but essentially papa was my was iris's invention Bommy was like a family invention. Right. And now that Iris is, you know, she'll be six in April. She's calling my mom grandma. And I can see my mom cringe at it. <laughs> like, oh. That's interesting. So I don't know if maybe I'm picking up on something that's not actually real. Mm -hmm. But I feel like mom never wanted, my mom never wanted to be called grandma. Because it maybe is just one of those words mm -hmm. that's associated with elderly and my mom is a youthful woman if i had like the ability to proclaim the names for all four of the grandparents i like the idea of doing something like dad's dad mom's dad you know like something like oh. that you know like yeah. oh hey dad's dad you know or hey, you dad. know yeah 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 that's kind of fun i like yeah. that um mom's but dad. i don't but you know the other grandparents have opinions so you know i could be dad's dad i guess and uh and my wife could be dad's mom if she wanted to be but um but yeah anyhow because it's I love how the yeah i like how the chat is well you know what honestly to to finish my thought that just popped into my head before going into the what the chat has been saying about names um i think that would be helpful because although it's fun it's really fun when you first tell a little one that Bommy is my mom. Mm -hmm. And then watching Iris put the pieces together mm -hmm. and like, wait, that's your mom and you're my mom? So it was kind of cool. Right. But if you just say, hey, it's mom's mom. And it's like, oh, well. Yeah. They've known all along. It's they don't get to have that funny like aha moment <laughs> as <laughs> as to how we all have kind of like come to be on this planet. Anyway. Many of grand, many of the grandparents' names come from that idea, like you know, Papa, you know, Paws Paw, you know, kind of idea. Like they yeah. come, they come from or Meemaw, you know, like is you know, Mom's Mom, you know, kind of it's supposed to be. Or kind Mama Ma, Papa Pa. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Do wop do wop. Papa. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Castrof says, when I was younger, my grandpa on my mom's side had a special name for me, which was a family tradition. But then I started calling him the same thing, and it stuck. Yeah. Kind of becomes a thing. Here's one from Josh that says, Kid Zero called my dad Buttmo when he was too young to pronounce grandpa. So now I, that's a thing. <laughs> well, there, there you go. There it is. I mean, I love it. Buttmo it is. Buttmo. Why not? Why not? I have mistakenly told Iris, I said, please don't let the dog lick your face because he also licks his butthole. Now, the word butthole is one of those that can be controversial. Like it's sort of like hmm. in some yeah. in some circles, it's maybe considered more of a curse word, maybe because it's like crass or something. It's too literal. So, it's too it's, like it immediately makes you think of the thing, which is gross. Which and, is what you're supposed to do with words. Correct. They're supposed to be symbols. <laughs> yes. So so this morning, I, I mean I said the word butthole to her maybe like five days ago. And this morning she's just like, I can't let this dog lick my face because he just licked his butthole i was like okay she's gonna take this word to school mm -hmm. you know yeah. to hang hangouts conversations mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be the mom i mean thank god she hasn't dropped any like unexpected really r-rated words because they are around me 
And mm-hmm. so she's going to pick up on them at some point sure, in time. Sure. Right now I'm doing pretty good. Like right now I'm 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 navigating pretty well. Butthole is as R rated as we've gotten. So I feel like That's I'm doing a great job. Butthole's not R rated. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else what else would you go with that's gonna soften the the blow? Like you I mean, how how do you <laughs> euphemize it in a way that's not, you know, uh I the, mean, the down I, the 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 hidden asterisk, you know, like what right. what do you you know, like how do you how do you do that? I don't I don't understand. Who zone? I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> I can't let the dog lick me because it's also been licking its poo zone. <laughs> it could work. It work. Or it's, we could do new, what the dicers do. It's a, it's a new dish at Pizza Hut, the poo zone. Do do what you do and just like literally describe it and be like uh the anal secretion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then she's just describing that which is still great. Anus is the right word. Like, I mean, you know, maybe that's is so which which would be more offensive, butthole or anus? You know, I don't know. I think it depends because some people are very uncomfortable with medical terminology, like yeah. incredibly uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So you never it's know. It's weird to me. It's so weird to me that people would rather <sighs> say PP than penis. Like, that's so right? strange to me. I, I don't get it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking. What are we I'm, doing? <laughs> I'm giving her anatomical references, and we're talking about like the privates in general now. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. she's getting very specific and having like, mm-hmm. I'm just. This is amazing for me. I love it. But, right. um, but that's so how it, it should be. Yeah. it should be conversations about the specific anatomy. Like that's there's nothing wrong with vulva or vagina or penis or scrotum or testicles. Like that's it, those are words that describe body parts. They're not inherently. That's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're not saying crass words. We're describing an actual location on the body. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Do you feel uh, weird when you say eyelid? No, you don't. <laughs> no, because it's not down there in the no-no area. <laughs> Fair. Which you yes. should stop touching. <laughs> By the way, why are we touching? Just so the podcast uh, listeners are uh, are clear. <laughs> She's not talking to me right now. She's just <laughs> saying in general. Yes. Yes. In general, in general, my my entire life seems to be things like telling the dogs to stop licking their buttholes. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> and and reminding Iris that like you know we all itch, but at some mm-hmm. point sure. it it shifts from itching into just like mindless wandering. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> we need to go wash our hands <laughs> and stop. <laughs> <laughs> mindless wandering like like i get it i get uh-huh. it yeah dogs i get it dogs i get it like yeah but it's can we not stop but can we not i would yes. like to have the people that are in my house the living beings in my house i am outnumbered on how many smell mm-hmm. like the zone like the zone and i'm <laughs> just like i i, I want to be around you know Oh, welcome to the know. morning DNA, guys. <laughs> welcome, hey, Aaron. I have a question for you. Do you yes. want like this? This would be our show if we were oh, on yeah. radio. Is oh, just yeah. me having these sort of like parental revelations about oh, yeah. just stuff that I didn't really think. I didn't think about that. I didn't think I was going to be having these conversations, you know. But at the right. same time, I'm really. <laughs> It's good. It's good to have these conversations. It really oh, is. Oh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> well, oh do you want to shoe a dough? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's go ahead it. and do that. Uh, we are going to do the DNA Oof. and you. We will have a D topic. That's a topic that Danae picks. An A topic. That's a topic that I pick. And as many U topics as we can get through. So to have a topic for us to discuss. If there's something happening in the world you want us to talk about, a question you have for us specifically, uh, some sort of argument you're having with someone that you want us to weigh in on, something you're going through that you want our advice on, whatever the case may be, put those in the you questions. Just put a you at the beginning of your question and we will get to those at the end. Danae, what is the D topic today? Uh, you know, just in line with the chaoticness of me being uh-huh. a mob, uh, I just want to know, everybody, what is the longest amount of time that you've waited to put clothes away after washing them? Because I feel like I'm really encroaching upon some record-breaking personally of clothes that are washed, prepped for hanging or folding, mm. but they live somewhere other than where you would think to go find them. And I just feel like this is normal. I feel like everyone you know, has their moments when they can't. Sure you know, take it over the finish line, so to speak. But I just thought I'd just ask, you know, what's your record? What's your personal record? 
personal uh, record. Because I'm I'm going for record breaking moments here in my life. Um, I'm I'm unapologetically, I suppose, living out of laundry baskets at the moment, and just things chucked into the washing machine and chucked. Mm-hmm. I've actually had to run wash the washing machine i think three times on one load because i just keep forgetting it's there and then it sits and gets and a little mildewy it gets yeah. Like, yeah it's like oh, i don't like that so then you yeah. have to run it again so this is kind of in all areas of my life chaos is reigning but specifically in the area of clean clothing it's just amazing how much energy it seems to take to actually put them somewhere once they're clean. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of like making fun. I'm like, I'm like, all right, right, we'll we'll just see what the record is. And so I thought I'd bring that. It's, you know, definitely in the topic, the the range of, I got too much stuff to do and I'm only one person. So we're gonna let a lot of stuff go just to make sure that I'm fed. <laughs> and watered like a plant, you know. This this is this fits into the category that we get into sometimes, where we make you feel better about your life, and this also you help us feel better about our own. This is what I'm doing, you know, life as well. Um, this will so. be the show for a while, guys. I'm just going to be sharing <laughs> the downfalls of my life with you, hoping that you can relate somehow. Make me feel better, Aaron. What's your what's your record? You know, I think if we move past like college, right? Like, cause I, I think I just lived out of, you know, laundry hampers yeah. in, in college. I don't know that I put much away. Yeah. Um, if we move past that, probably a week, once it gets to about a week, you know, wow. I'm just going, but here's the thing you have to remember about me. If I, my clothes don't get put away cause I just wear them after I wash them. Cause I only have, you know, I have a, one pair of jeans and like three shirts. You know what I mean? Like this is this is how I live. So every week I wash those clothes and then I wear them and the shirts yeah, I don't wear okay. get hung up, but Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's not a big job for me to put my clothes away because <laughs> I just have to hang a couple got shirts so up. So many clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so one week. Yeah. And that's usually workout stuff. Workout stuff I have more of. So I do all the the And it uh, smells, honestly. Correct. Like so that that has to get washed and uh and usually put away. I don't usually pull workout stuff out of the basket. I usually do put that away. So that mm-hmm. doesn't last too long. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm I'm a bad example because again, I don't wear many clothes. I don't have many clothes to wear, I guess is the better way to say that. Right, right. So so the solution is that <laughs> I, I don't wear... wear many clothes either, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. I, just, I have two pieces of clothing on you're, you're right wearing, now, so we're you're all, wearing. Yeah, <laughs> like we're uh-huh. good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, what is your record? Do you have a record? Do you are you just asking for other people's choices? Well, like I'm working on it right now, and I I just want to I want to let you guys know I'm making progress in the record breaking department for how long it has been since I've put clothing away. Mm, I we're see. Get, we're getting to about three weeks. Yeah. And it's great because I'm going into so now I have like laundry baskets that are the clean ones and then I have the laundry baskets that are the dirty ones. So I live out of the clean ones and then they go into the dirty ones and then also there's the clean ones that are in the dryer as well. So I have this like I know where everything um I know what is clean and what is dirty, but I don't know where anything is. And that's that's become the problem is where are those pants? Are they in pile one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven? Because there's also a new pile that started to develop in Mm. my room. The wayward pile. It's the lost pile. And I moved some pillows that were on the floor because that's where pillows go. And (laughs) lo and behold, some clothes that I forgot about. And I'm like, there you are. Oh, hi. (laughs) Welcome to the chaos. Okay. Mm, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, I think we're going on like three weeks. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm feeling pretty good about my record-breaking moments. Uh, AIDS four one seven says a time. A few things sit for months. Yes. So, okay. Okay. AIDS, go. I'm catching up. Caster uh-huh. says, hmm, probably two or three days at most. Can't can't remember otherwise. I think that's where I live mostly. Um, and it Caster. usually happens. I can tell you when it usually happens at our house. My wife and I are in charge of different laundry baskets. We each have a laundry basket that we're in charge of. One of the laundry baskets is for like day-to-day clothing. The other laundry basket is for workout stuff. I'm in charge of the workout stuff basket because I use it more. So um, so what will happen sometimes is we'll do our laundry basket, but there's stuff from the other person in there 
So like my stuff will just sit in a basket for a few days before I realize, oh, I need to, you know, put it away uh, kind of thing. So mm, that's that's mm-hmm. when it usually happens uh, at our house. That's amazing. So you have two only? I, I have like six baskets. <laughs> Maybe that's part of my, you know. How do you need six laundry baskets? How well, is that? I As a minimalist, this this blows my mind. So I don't understand baskets. what you would put in. Like I could put all my clothes. There's there are many clothes I don't wear just because I save old T-shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could throw mm-hmm. all of those clothes and get them all into one, maybe two baskets. Like my entire wow. entire clothes. Like what do you do with six baskets? That's wild to me. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I can tell you right now. I use them for the organization of both clean and dirty clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and at times, at times, they are used for other organizational things like we're going to organize toys today and they become big bins for organization. Got it. Now I want to also say just because I, I'm really enjoying just, you know, unzipping the chaos of my life and sharing it with you all. There's also six more in the basement that are being used for other things. So we, you know, I want Sounds to like you use them as storage containers. Yeah, they're really <laughs> handy, you know, because they're just, boop, you can just pick them up. They have handles, guys. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah. So do storage oh, containers. And I'm also very adept at using things that are not meant to be storage containers as laundry storage, like a brand new cool, like wicker basket that, you know, you could use for other things. It is also for clothes right now. It's just everywhere. I love my, uh, my basket's like a wicker a basket. A nest of clothes. That's I have a wicker basket for our uh, for our workout laundry. Yep. Uh, Josh Zero says I am one of those weirdos that actually likes to fold and put away laundry. I don't think that's weird. I think that's an amazing skill or mm-hmm. thing that you spend time on that is important to you. I don't think that that's weird. Like yeah. like Marie Kondo, right? Like there's just certain people that really enjoy going through specific tasks and it's very important to their routine and i think it's awesome did you see when marie kondo was trending the like a few weeks ago maybe a month ago and yeah, people were she's, getting on yeah she's admitted that she has a dirty house too right well she well because kids right like she kids? she had a kid and it changed things and it's like wh- why are people upset about this this is life like how like yeah. why why does Doesn't that make, that make her you a feel hypocrite good? that doesn't make Doesn't, her a hypocrite how? No, it, I'm sure she still has a ton of things that she does to stay organized. It's just the organization has shifted well, because that's what happens. You have, have different no, priorities. I'm not. Inv- I have no like Marie Kondo stock. I'm not invested in Marie Kondo. I just, as a human being, I look at that and I yeah. go, "Why are we? Why are we so quick to want to like bring people down from their perch or whatever?" It's like I don't know. It's weird. Uh, Josh adds, "I even hang a little sign in my closet." And always hang washed items on one side of it. That way I can tell after a year which clothes I have not worn and then I donate them. Yeah. I love this. Love this. I love Why that I have too. clothes you don't wear. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to me. Because <clears throat> this one reminds me of something. <laughs> Memories. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just put it all over my face. And the, and, <laughs> oh, remember this. No, I don't really every time do I get that. To go to, every time I go to my closet, I get to have all these memories. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Real asks, do you have one room that is all baskets? I probably c- should, could have a basket room. So It's called the laundry room. That's what that room should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Oh, this one's from Random. One thing people love more than a hero is to see a hero fail. You know what? That's exactly it. I I want to I want to share my fail stories. Yeah, but I don't think that's what I don't think that's what they're saying. I think that's what they're saying. They're they're encouraging me, Aaron. No, no, no. You are being encouraged. But what I'm saying is that that I think what they are saying is is what I was talking about, which is this key thing where we like to tear people down from their perches. Like the only thing we like Uh, more than a hero is making sure that that hero falls. You know, like yeah. So it's unfortunate. People, oh, about Marie Kondo? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's my topic for the day. Uh, Aaron, what's yours? Before we get on to mine, I do want to ask one question. Have you ever lived in a home that has laundry chutes instead of laundry oh. baskets? Okay. Well, the answer is no. I have. But my grandmother had a laundry chute. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. 
It's a, it's this really interesting thing where instead of throwing dirty clothes in a basket, you throw them you throw them inside the wall, and then somehow they end up in the laundry room. I just remember I thought that was the coolest thing growing up that there was this shoot from the bathrooms, you know, down to the, uh, you know, the laundry room or whatever. So mm -hmm. saves all that carrying of baskets around. Um, yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting one. An interesting one. All right. Uh, let's see. Since we are in Valentine's Day week. Uh, and no, that is a perfectly valid reaction. Um, because Sorry. of what Valentine's Day has become uh i have this inner desire to reclaim the idea of a day to celebrate love not a day to celebrate our idea of the ideal romantic you know kind of idea of love but just to celebrate love love is the most powerful force in the universe in my opinion it is uh the ability to really have compassion and empathy for each other it doesn't have to it doesn't have to have to do with the pukey stuff that comes to mind. So, Danae, do you disagree? What? Um, yeah, no, sure. Love, Valentine's. You don't have to associate it with those things <laughs> that that give that gag you, right? Love is bigger than that. Love is broader than that. The idea of love is so much bigger than the idea of pairing up or finding the perfect person or, you know, all those things that make people feel left out uh, on Valentine's Day. So one of the things I've seen recently is like a uh, Galentine's Day gatherings, which is kind of fun. Like the idea that it doesn't have to be- If you have be friends. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go on, I'm listening. I've been shot down. Uh, I, I listen, I love love guys. I love love uh, and I will never stop loving love. I think it is, it is absolutely a wonderful part of our world. Anyway, the question is, what's your quirky love language? So not one of the basic ones, but what is the quirky thing about you that when people, uh, you know, give you a certain thing or do a certain thing or um, whatever the case may be, that that makes you feel loved, that that makes you feel like that person knows you, loves you, or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, outside of kind of the basics of like physical touch and giving gifts and those kind of things. It can be under that broad umbrella, but what's quirky specific to you? How do you feel love is the question. Uh, oh, yeah. For me, it's just this put my laundry away, you know? <laughs> That's a big one for me. You know, then I really know that <clears throat> not only did you put it away, but you put it away the way that I want it put away. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I have some specifications. Uh, obviously, things need to go in their place. But then, like, when they get there, there's a purpose within the place. Like my short sleeve shirts go from no pattern into pattern and, you know, into t-shirts and they're usually organized by like which ones are the fabric is similar. Uh, so, so, you know, if, if someone could do that, man, wow, what love, that'd be some love for mm -hmm. probably. That falls under the umbrella of acts of service, but that is a very specific quirky, you know, idea. That's mm -hmm. exactly what we're talking mm -hmm. about. I love that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like uh, Real Monkey's comment about that being too much effort is probably accurate, you know, which is why. <laughs> it just means that Real Monkey doesn't love you. That's all that I means. I shall remain loveless in my life, <laughs> and that's fine. Quirky loveless, I should say. Uh, one of the interesting, this, this kind of came to my mind because I've been finding recently that part of the way I express love these days is by taking pictures for people. I know this sounds weird. But there's, as, as I have grown older and enjoyed, you know, the pictures my phone can take, those kind of things, and experimented with framing and, you know, different photographic things, different editing techniques, all those kind of things. I've really enjoyed taking pictures of people and then showing them to them and them going, oh, that's a great picture of us or that's a great picture of me. And like it, like it feels like a way to love them. It feels like a way to, oh, that's you know, not, That's acts of service, sir. So mm -hmm. Yes, it probably Technically, falls. Technically, that's in the umbrella probably falls under that umbrella yeah that is probably that's why the, that's why the love language book exists because it says that everything falls under uh one of these umbrellas but yes, yeah yeah i have been enjoying doing that yeah that's special i like taking the pe people's pictures too like when i'm out and about but i have stopped asking as much because it does turn into something awkward every once in a while it's like yeah i don't want to be that girl <laughs> you guys want me to take your picture i'll take your picture if you want me to take your picture yeah and so I feel like I'm kind of getting a little creepy. 
Josh says, my love language is allowing others to truly be themselves in my presence, not worrying about appearance, speech, entertainment. Uh, that's beautiful. I love that. That's, uh, that is definitely a, a big idea of what it means to love someone is that there isn't, there aren't those expectations uh, that in any way you have to be a certain kind of way when you're around me. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. That's nice. I get, I like that. Let's see, uh, exactly real candid photography is my favorite. You just have to get over the creepy feeling of taking photos of other people. That's exactly mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Link says, I take my wife to work most of the day. She works. So we have the morning together before we start off our day. Uh, so that's nice. I like that as well. Um, let's see. I like your idea, Aaron. I don't know. Look, I look, I get I, I like it. it. I understand I like why people your... don't like the day, but I want to take it back. Love is important. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think you can take back Valentine's Day because consumerism has taken over Valentine's Day because they created Valentine's Day. I feel like people just need to maybe be educated about the different kinds of love, like you were saying, and not love languages, because that's something that's I, I don't know. It's like the fast food chain restaurant of love conversations. I just right. it's yeah. you know but there's so many different kinds of love and I feel like that is an interesting conversation. But the word love in and of itself makes me cringe <laughs> because it's just like almost meaningless because it has so many different meanings. And so unless, you know, like when, when we talk about defining things, it's one of your favorite things to mm -hmm. do, Aaron, Absolutely. is to really be specific about your words. There's all these different kinds of love for people. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the better thing to do <clears throat> is not just to take a day back or to try to infiltrate the day, but to spend time educating for the rest of our lives, the different kinds of love that there is. So that if you say you love somebody, it actually has more meaning than just it being whatever that person interprets it. Because if I say, I love you, that someone's going to interpret what the word love means to them. And they're going to say, oh, she loves this person. And so that means this. So we have to get more specific about it because as it is, love is annoying. I think and horrible. I think you know you, it's awful. Love is, yeah, it's is not, it's no, bad. you can't say you can't say those things. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just being um, silly. But what 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 you say, what you say is true in the fact that love as you are defining it in the broad spectrum of what it means is terrible, is bad. Like there is this there is this it's confusing. It's there just confusing. is this idea that it's confusing because it's one word to describe so many different things, and that is a fault of the English language. Um, and I don't know how that get, gets fixed other than using different words. Um, but we just we it's a nice simple word, and it's it, it becomes like a like a filler word, you know. It just it's becomes, very much a filler word. So and it's such yeah. an important word too. So it's almost it like is. It's so we meaningful. do this like part of it is so meaningful. Yeah. 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 But do I say I, so do I say I agape you? Like do I like do we start to actually well, use the Greek words, you know? I feel like there should be a dictionary of all the different ways that people love mm -hmm. each other. But I right. maybe we just stop saying the word love and we just get as highly specific as we can to better identify what we're saying to someone. Like right. if I, if when my friend comes over and I'm like, man, I'll just love you. Maybe I should be more specific about what that means to me storge. because I storge you. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's like a companionship, like mm -hmm. love, like, right. Comfort. But I mean more like you coming and spending time with me today means so much to me. Here's mm -hmm. why. And, right. and actually express why I had the feeling of quote unquote love because it's so blanded out. I'm talking for myself, but also just from societal perspective. I love when someone says, I love you. Okay, so that's interesting. I enjoy, instead of so instead of saying I love when someone, I enjoy when someone says they love me, but it just like, it hits me kind of like a gust of wind instead of a sniper kind of like pellet to my soul. And I, it's like, I don't, I don't know that I understand what I mean to somebody unless they spend the time explaining it. Not that I need people to, to do that or like live, yeah, living it out. It just seems to me like it's a, 
a simple way of saying I, I like you. <laughs> so just say <laughs> I like you. <laughs> so it's been neutered uh, I enjoy in a lot of ways. spending time with you is to me more meaningful than someone saying I love you because well, sometimes love means, to me is more complicated than that. I sometimes guess. sometimes it means you're useful to me and that's not great. Like, you know, sometimes when like if I say like I love this peanut butter and jelly sandwich, all that means is like I, I found it useful to taste the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, you know, that's a very selfish form of love. So there are things under the category of love that are selfish, that are, you know, not necessarily. Right. Another so. great thing to talk about just in general is healthy selfishness. <laughs> sure. Uh huh. I mean, who cares if you're being selfish? If you're not hurting anybody else like horribly and I don't know. I don't know how we got on the topic of selfishness and peanut butter. I, I missed a connection there. Can we go back? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But, uh, the conversations in the chat are really interesting. Lolly says a lot of words are neutered. Since moving to America, awesome has lost all meaning. <laughs> yeah, there's just this sort of <clears throat> lack of specificity. And so you end up absorbing what you think people are saying instead of really spending time getting to know what they're saying. And part of it, I think, is just how we are in this fast paced society where you read a headline and you think you know what the article says. And we, we just make a lot of assumptions about intention. We make a lot of assumptions about just so many things because there's so much information out there. We can't really sit down and absorb it all. But in the area of love, which is so important, I think we should become more specific. That's just kind of my that's my two cents. And my quirky love language is tell me what you actually mean, please. <laughs> specific. Be specific. Is it the butthole or just the butt? Like, be specific. That's what today mm -hmm. was. Yes. So Specificity. Yeah. If I say, what do you love about me? And you pause and have to think about it for a few minutes. Ah! <laughs> ah! Is it really that hard to figure something out? I don't know. <laughs> uh. I think so. I agree with you. I think for me, the reason it hurts so much is because when I say love, I know what I mean, right? And so even though it's a very neutered general term that is unfortunately a it's a bad stand in for so many of the things we mean when we say it, I know what I mean when I say it. And what I mean is this such such an important thing to me and such a beautiful thing to me that I wish the I wish the word was as meaningful as the things that I think when I think of the word. Um, so that's that's probably the optimist in me, but it is I think you make a valid point and I will never tell someone I love them again. Awesome. I feel like we're making progress today. We are we are making some serious progress. I am so excited right now. Uh, thank you, Lolly. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, all right, we ready for some you questions? Let's do it. All right, so this is where we answer questions from you. If there's anything that uh, you would like to know, anything you want to talk about, uh, certainly lots going on in the world, certainly lots going on in our lives, uh, whatever I you would like to know. I have an important question. Can yes. you hear this? Yes. Yes, I heard you a little heard beep. That? Beep. <gasps> it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Oh What's working? God! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I got a little thing. I uh -huh. did a little thing. I got a thing. And now I can do the thing. It's very nice. exciting. Nice. Uh, here's the first question from Link. You question and tips for traveling when going on vacation. Oh my gosh. This is a huge topic, Link. Like what a huge topic because it depends mm -hmm. on where you're going. But I have been traveling a lot more lately and uh, Aaron actually has been front row seats for Danae acclimating um, from being a hater of travel to more of a lover of travel. Really? Um, and by lover, I mean, I can now appreciate parts of it. I, I would I say tolerator. I don't know that I would say lover. I do pretty good. I do pretty you do. good. You do. I mean, comparatively. I love to um, travel. But yeah. I, I have no qualms about saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me, let me uh, figure out how to, uh, I really enjoy traveling um it is something that um is fun for me because i like a change of scenery i like experiences so for me the main tip is wherever you're going whatever the purpose is of that visit <clears throat> 
find a way to have an experience you couldn't have anywhere else. So right, when like you, food, like restaurants or something. Food that you couldn't eat anywhere else or very few other places. A museum you couldn't see anywhere else. A mm -hmm. building you couldn't go to anywhere. You know, like- A this, nudist beach you couldn't <laughs> get away with anywhere else. Absolutely, 100%. So any anywhere you go when you travel, I would prioritize trying to have those kind of experiences amongst the other reasons you're there. If you're there to see family or vacation or rest, do those things, but find a way to have an experience or two that you couldn't have anywhere else. That, that's my mm -hmm. main tip. Yeah. Um, mine are more practical than that. Like I was thinking about it more from a practical perspective. Mm -hmm. So I really like yours, Aaron, because I think that that's important. Why are you traveling and keeping that in mind mm -hmm. helps the rest of my stress to kind of melt away. Mm -hmm. I have found that my greatest advice is make sure that your carry on luggage uh, doesn't have stupid fluffy pockets because <laughs> that is starting to become an issue on planes. Whereas this exact same luggage was fine the first time. It is no longer fine now on the same plane going back because people's opinions are changed about how it will now fit into certain areas, which is confusing and frustrating. So stupid fluffy pockets, you know, just make that carry on luggage, the one that you get the freebie with your ticket or whatever. Get one of those little solid bulletproof little things that will last forever. Make sure those wheels can withstand lava and just, you know, like that's good. That's a good starter. And then you put inside of it clothes and toiletries in case your luggage decides to not be luggage that arrives anymore. So use it wisely and make sure that you keep on your person, your important items and consider getting those really strange packs that strap to your body where you know where your most important documents are at all times. They're about seven inches above your butthole, you know? <laughs> Thank you, Danae. It's important. It's important because then like you can kind of, like for me, I can then relax a certain level of panic mm -hmm. and begin to go down in the next levels of the discomforts of moving locations. <laughs> I have very practical uh, advice as well, uh, and this is advice if you don't follow, you're going to hear my voice in your head the second you realize you didn't follow this advice. If you are taking a water container of any oh sort gosh. Yes. on an airplane, be aware of how compression and air it pressure can, yeah. uh -huh. impacts your uh -huh. water container. Yes. Yes. If you have a water bottle with a flip open lid, and you have it closed when you take off and you open it at 3000 feet, it is going to spray water all over the place. It is going to shoot out of there, okay? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Just so you're aware and remember this. Also, if you take a water bottle, make sure that it is closed before you heave your very heavy backpack up into the uh, overhead bin over somebody else and mm -hmm. squirt water all over them. Very And they advice. panic thinking that you are attacking them with some sort of acid. That literally happened on our last trip. Uh, and after they had cooled Oops. down a little bit, I walked over and quietly said, if there's anything you want from the drink menu or the snack menu, just let me know. We've got you covered this flight. Because <laughs> we just poured water all over them uh, while trying to get the, the backpack uh, up into the bin. So yes, secure your water and also be aware uh, when you get into uh, the higher altitudes, it will want to pee all over you. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, it says, if those UFOs are not from here, how will you welcome our new leaders? <laughs> this is a great question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. I would probably welcome them with a butterscotch cookie, an oatmeal scotchy. It's an oatmeal cookie with butterscotch. I feel like this is one of the greatest treats that I had growing up. My mom used to make them. The flavor of oatmeal and the vanilla and the butterscotch right, you know, five minutes out of the oven where they're still warm, but they've kind of become a cookie but they're still a little doughy at the same time. I think this would be my welcome to earth moment. Um, 
And then I would say, I love you because then they could interpret. Okay. <laughs> you stole mine right at the end. You oh, understand no. this. That was, that was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> we are great minds. We think alike. Uh, yes. I would tell them I love them and then ask them how many words they have in their language for love yeah. uh, and or see how it evolves. Start with the that question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, this was an interesting fact that came up in the chat earlier that we didn't uh, post up on the screen. And for those of you listening to the podcast, we do um, throughout the show, like put up other people's comments and there's just conversations happening. So if you can ever join us for a live show on any of the platforms we stream at, we would love to have you. Um, Kashif says, I heard that the original St. Valentine conducted marriage ceremonies to prevent people from being conscripted into the army. I did not know that. Hmm. That's very interesting. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, any other questions? Pop them up in the chat. Aaron. Yes. How's your week going to be this week? Do you get to decide that? Like, or is that <clears> some, <throat> is it going to be a crazy week, a wild week as we kind of near the end of the show today? It's a busy work week. I, I have, Me too. I have a busy work week for sure. Um, it, you know, there will continue to be grandparenting, uh, mm. moments I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, this is the first week, uh, of my wife's new job and her new hours. So she is now on three twelves. So oh, she has, interesting. Uh, okay. she'll have four days where she'll get to just study, uh, you know, for her classes and those kind of things. She's finishing up her nursing degree in three months. Um, so that's coming quickly, but, uh, but yeah, so she's starting the three twelve thing, which. Sounds glorious to me. Like if I worked a, a go to work job, like three twelves would be how I want to do it. Like I'll go be at work for 12 hours, three times, as opposed to going to work for eight hours, five times like that, you know, that feels yeah. a lot better to me. It's a lot though, because her field that she's in is so intense. So there is that too, though, where it's, mm -hmm. it's not like, yeah, she's going to be exhausted it's, it's on those lot. three days yeah. and she's going to want to go to bed early the you know the nights before but it's kind of nice because i will be eating dinner at a more reasonable time more nights of the week like you know that kind of thing because we like to you know, eat together and so generally we wait till uh she's home and that's been you know later um so yeah it's it'll be interesting so but that starts this week so trying to figure that out and how all that looks so, this yeah. week for me is um, Iris's first Valentine celebration at a school. So we have to create the Valentine box and the Valentines to go in the Valentine's boxes. So it's like I ha I'm in crafting parent mode. Um, and then, of course, I've got a, a bigger workload this week. So <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> I asked her, I was are like, you giving you her Valentine? Are you giving her Valentines that are like, I hate the word love, uh, so I'm not going to say that. And, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. that's good. Oh, yeah. She's she's already uh, told me that she's going to marry somebody in her class because mm. um, uh, and I heard her talking to herself the other day. She was talking about like, we're friends um, and and I can't marry you. I won't I won't be marrying you, but I'll hold you in my heart forever. And I'm like, OK, I'm doing good. I'm trying to transition her <laughs> out of <laughs> So yeah, she's gonna have a very interesting Valentine's. It's just gonna be like, mm -hmm. choose yourself, <laughs> choose <laughs> you. You're more important mm -hmm. than somebody else's pre preferences of love. Yeah, and like I'm gonna get a call from our teachers. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, her Valentine is you choose 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 you you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how uh, here's the last question for today's episode of the morning DNA from Castro. How was the sports last night? Did the ball go? You know, it's interesting. I uh, watched the end of the game because it was close. That's generally what I do if I don't have a rooting interest uh, in a big game that everybody's watching. We are in Missouri, so it was a big deal to a lot of people around here. There were fireworks going off after the Chiefs won. There were. Last night. Uh, yay. Um, so uh, so it's interesting because I, I don't really care, but I do like watching close competitions. Um, the way it ended was kind of um because there was a penalty call that basically decided the game um so i don't really have much to talk about it, other than i walked upstairs in my two adult sons who have been in missouri for the last 12 years uh were playing chess together as opposed to watching the big football game or whatever and i was like oh i did well down your face I did yeah. well. <laughs> and that's not to say i hate 
you know, sporting competitions, those kinds. Of, I don't. I clearly don't. I, I, I like sports, but I think there's an overemphasis uh, on them and especially an overemphasis on one of the more dangerous sports, uh, which is football. Uh, so that's that's always something I wrestle with as well. So, yeah. So. so so mine my evening was interesting because I uh, it was about nine fifteen nine twenty when the fireworks started going off and and I looked out the window and I, I was like what is happening right now my dogs are confused and they're sad mm-hmm. and and I go I thought to myself something important must be happening and then I thought to myself I saw a tweet earlier about. And uh, while you're waiting for halftime uh, or, or the halfway point, I think it's at halfway point, mm-hmm. check out this sale on skirts because <laughs> I get, you know, ads for clothing. Sure. Because uh, I've been doing like the I'm stressed out. So I'm going to go shopping and fill a whole bunch of carts that are meaningless and then mm-hmm. not actually purchase them, which is mm-hmm. really nice and therapeutic, quite honestly. And then I thought today is Sunday. I put those three things together Nicely and realized done. that it was a football day. Well deduced. I well, did it. Well deduced. <laughs> my poor dogs. One of them yeah. curled up on my <clears throat> chest and was like, please, why are we here? It was awful. So Rihanna, uh, Rihanna did uh, halftime this year, and I heard a lot of good things about it. I guess she announced her pregnancy uh, as the halftime performer um, with a little belly bump and stuff. So... Uh, again, I didn't see it, but uh, but I heard good things. Um, so and she, she seems to be very talented from everything I have heard her do. So that doesn't surprise me that she did well. I like them giving it to one artist instead of trying to make it this thing where there's yeah. so many different people in 12 minutes. Like it's hard enough for one person to really entertain in 12 minutes. So, yeah. <clears throat> I think we'll end the show today with this final comment from Lolly that says, I have to call back to the laundry conversation. My mom just texted me a picture saying, oops, I found this in the washing machine after I did the towels. And the photo was a photo of an onion. <laughs> Nobody can explain this. And that is the perfect way to send off for your week. Guys, we hope you have an awesome week this week. I don't have a raid prepared today. Um, and I'm afraid if I try to get that started, my entire computer will get bogged down. I'm still trying to figure out why my internet's a little bit wonky. So uh, for those of you guys who are watching on Twitch, um, stay on Twitch and support other streamers. Go find somebody that you enjoy. Maybe select a 720 sometimes is on at this time, playing some great music. There's people that are do makers and crafting all day long. You can easily find some really fun people to hang out with. For those watching on YouTube, thanks for joining us. Facebook, it's always nice to see you guys. And Twitter, we are on all of those locations. You can find out more about what Aaron and I do at studiodna.media, including support us at patreon.com slash studiodna. You can connect with us on Twitter. We're there most of the time for social media outlets. And our contact information is in the description of this podcast and also at the bottom of the screen. Did I miss anything? I think you got it all. I, for one, welcome our new overlords who are putting onions in our washers. We will catch you (laughs) on the next Monday or someday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us shoe another dough. If you'd like to watch the show live, we stream it on Mondays and Sundays at 9 a.m. Central on all major streaming platforms. Subscribe, follow, join the conversation on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or maybe you can even also be a member of one. Team DNA. Members get their own custom podcast feed that will include not only the Monday show, but all bonus shows we do through the rest of the week. Membership is five bucks a month, and you can join today at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Finally, thank you so much for being a part of this fun little community of awesomeness. Remember, your quirks aren't bugs, they're features. Find them, celebrate them, and know you're loved and valuable for just being you. See you next time. Oh,